This is Jeff in Motion. You missed your customary opening of uh, keys dangling and the car door shutting because I uh, thought I wasn't recording and went back to look and it turns out I was. So you only missed about a minute of uh, just nonsense noises. So, whatever. Whatever. Um... I guess uh, today's episode is going to, at least for the beginning part, be the follow-up episode to Monday. So, or what did I even talk about Monday? Or follow-up episode to Friday. Eh, it'll be a catch-up. Well, we're going to talk about iPhones, we're going to talk about Sex and Thunder podcast, and we're going to talk about birthdays. So, yeah. First things first... Um, iPhone. Uh, after giving you all the the rundown of my whole plan, it all went off without a hitch. I did not have to go to any of my alternate plans. Um, I left work about a half hour before Best Buy opened. I was the second person in line. Um, and because the first person wanted a 32 gig gold iPhone for Sprint, which Best Buy did not have at all, um, let alone did they have any 32 gig iPhones for Sprint. I was the first person in line then, so I got my iPhone, I got it all done, it was about an hour and a half process total, including the drives. I got... 215 Best Buy dollars for my phone. It would have been 220 if I hadn't forgotten my phone charger at home, but I didn't remember until it was far too late to turn around. But it was only $5. So I walked in with an iPhone 4S, I walked out with the iPhone 5S, and an extra charging cable for my computer at work for $12.88. And a signature on a two-year contract with AT&T. You know how that is. So, all things said and done, Best Buy is is the best uh, bet if you want to walk in and trade in your hardware right there. Um, and what one of the places you can get the most money for your hardware. Um, so, as I w- talked about at length... On Friday, I have I now have an iPhone 5S. I've played with it a little bit. Um, the thing with an iPhone is you pretty much already know if you're going to love it or not. Um, if you've been a diehard iPhone fan since iPhone the original, uh, you're going to like it. You're going to like because it's it's everything you already love plus a few more things. So that's what it is. Uh, the iPhone 5S, everything I loved about my iPhone 4S plus a handful of more stuff. Uh, like, I'm jumping from an iPhone 5 to a 5S, you would probably see some speed increases, and some slight camera increases, and obviously the, uh, the thumb scanner, or the finger, the fingerprint scanner, which works really slick, uh, I was afraid it wouldn't work that well, it works pretty well. It, it's, uh, fast, which is important. 
And, um, so there's that. It, but going from the 4S, it's a, it's a pretty drastically improved camera. It's the bigger screen. It's got definitely more vibrant colors, I've noticed, than my 4S did. It runs a ton faster. It's, yeah, so... It's all in all improvements. Um, the front-facing camera is not like a grainy, grainy 1999 cell phone camera anymore. Um, takes great pictures, takes great video. Uh, it does slow motion video, which I had some fun with, making my coworkers sound like Satan as I would record them speaking in slow motion and making faces in the bathroom window or mirror, mirror. It's like those windows that you can see yourself in. A mirror. Like a window into your own soul. Anyway. So there's all that. Um, iPhone 5S. If you think you're going to like it, you probably will. If you don't know, maybe you won't. That's my review. Uh, people who are fans of their, of their existing iPhones or their iPads, they know what they're getting and they like that. So... Boom. There you go. If you're an Android, I don't know if it's enough to pull you over. And honestly, who cares? People like what they like. Fucking whatever. Awesome. Um, I can't really speak to the battery life as of the fact that I have not charged it to 100% yet. So, maybe I'll comment on that if I find it pertinent to the topic. All right. Next on the agenda is, uh, we'll talk about birthday, because that's another smaller topic. Um, I did, I ended up getting a couple free meals for my birthday. I mean, in addition to the birthday presents my wife got me, which I talked about, which are fucking great, and she's the best. Love you, baby. Um, well, yeah, I got a couple free meals, but, like, as I kind of exercise the weird... Uh, birthday martyr demons that I had in my heart through the podcast, uh, I kind of found that I just didn't care as much, and um, I enjoyed the happy birthdays, someone made me cookies at work, um, another co-worker got me a $10 gift card to Dunkin' Donuts, which was completely unexpected, so that made me feel good, and then I got a free meal from my parents and a free meal from my grandma. Um, and a little bit of birthday money for my grandma, nothing, uh, we're not talking triple digits here, we're just talking, you know, and it wasn't so much money that I was like, Grandma, how you buying your pills? It was a money where I was like, all right, cool, I, I can accept this pretty guilt-free, and, um, I'm gonna use it to buy pizza. Um, kind of something I've noticed is I've been really, really leaning on the excuse of I had my birthday this week to eat like a monster. Um, granted, I'm not, re- like, I haven't gained a whole, whole lot of weight over where I want to be. But, uh, like, I'm finding, like, any excuse. Oh, someone brought in chocolate-covered pretzels at work. Oh, I'll have one. It was my birthday this week. So that excuse is soon over. And so I'm going to have pizza tonight, and that's going to be the last of, oh, it was my birthday this week, excuses. Um, so there, there's that. There is that. 
Now, Sex Nerd Sanja. This is something I'm pretty stoked to talk about. Um, This last Tuesday, the 17th, day after my birthday, uh, Aislinn and I, I took a half day at work, uh, and Aislinn and I drove to Philadelphia. A... Philadelphia is a place that everyone you talk to seems to think is closer than it actually is. Because I don't know how many times I talk to someone. I was like, oh, what do you think the drive is to Philly? Pardon me, guys. (coughs) Excuse me. What do you think the drive is to Philly? And they're like, oh, well... People tell you it's about three hours, but I can get there in like an hour and a half. And you're like, what? Um, So I was told anywhere from an hour to five hours. And um, Aislinn, who's done the drive many times, was like two and a half to three. I was like, cool. It took us four. Uh, Granted, we hit traffic, but fortunately, we left plenty early. So we had a decent amount of time before the show started. And uh, we found that... We were driving, and like I hate, hate, hate city driving, so I was super tense, and I had to pee. Um, and, like, I was tense, I was nervous, I, I had anxiety, um, I was worried we, we wouldn't find parking, um, or we would find parking that's too expensive. It was, it was bad news, I was not a happy camper. Um, we eventually decided that we're not going to find street parking. So we go into a parking garage, and, um, oh, it's only $15 if it's under a five-hour, if it's under, like, a 12-hour parking. Oh, awesome. We can pay 15 to park. That's sweet. And, uh, we're like, shit, we're hungry. And we get out of the parking garage, and we turn and look, and we are literally one adjacent to a restaurant we had driven by and said, oh man, if we can find that place after we park, we should go there. Um, so we ate at Ida Pita, and they had a bathroom there, which I used, and I had a Mediterranean pita, which was fucking delicious. Garlic hummus, olives, cucumbers, salad greens. It was, it was great and filling and delicious. So, the the serendipity of the whole parking for less, like, half of what I thought it would cost, and uh, literally our parking garage touching a building that we wanted to eat at, but thought we wouldn't find again, um, that put me in a great mood. So we went, and we turns out we are, like, a block and a half, no, like, a half a block away from... The venue, which happened to be the second story of a gay bar, which, awesome, that's awesome. So we go to Taboo, the name of the uh, gay bar that Sex and Sandra Live was going to be performed at, and um, we made our way upstairs, we signed in, got ourselves a couple of PBR Pounders, they had much better beer, but there's just something about PBR, whenever I see it, um... Aislinn too, there's just a nostalgia of hip, like a 
just a cheap beer hipster nostalgia that I, I I have to get. I gotta get PBR. Gotta get it when the uh, opportunity presents itself, especially if it's on tap. But the uh, pounder cans seemed seemed pretty fun. So got that, and we sat, and it was a very small room. Um, we could probably fit. 40 people max in there. I think we hit close to 25 or 30 people. And that's like, I've seen, uh, as far as podcasts I've seen live, I've seen The Nerdist, and I've seen Sex Nerd Sandra twice now. And um, The Nerdist is great, but they fill a room, like a big music venue generally. And um, it's just, it's a show. You're going to see a show. The Sex Art Sandra podcast, both times, it's been a very intimate, very small room, and you feel much more part of a thing than you do, like, Nerdist, you're going to go see a show, and it's fun, and it's great, and they wait at the end to talk to you, and hang, and, like, they wait, there's a, and everyone in the auditorium gets in this line, and they will shake your hands, and they will give you a hug, and they'll take pictures with you. Awesome. But with the Secretary Sandra podcast, um, as I experienced both times, it's a very intimate show, um, and when the show's over, they just hang out, because it, they don't, like, wait at the end of a line for you to go shake their hand and get their picture. They, like, hang out with the people that went to see their show, and... Um, I mean, while it's unfortunate that Dave Ross did leave the show, so we didn't get to see him again, um, Sexner Sandra remembered us from New York. So there was a famili- familiarity there, which was awesome. And she, I don't know if it's, it made it to the recording, but she does call us out in the uh, front of the audience. Um, not by name, I believe she said something along the lines of, Oh, I remember you from New York. Um, so that was, I mean, that's just fucking awesome and super affirming to, like, hear someone who's one of your heroes just be like, Oh, hey, you guys, awesome. And, uh... Excuse me. Yawn Town. Hmm. And then, like, it was only about 30... Because at the New York show, people hung around. And they... We were there for, like, an hour and a half, two hours after the show. And it was maybe the last 20 minutes of it we spent talking to Sandra and Dave. This time, probably because it was, like, more... It was a more crowded bar... And uh, there was very... Because, I mean, it's a gay bar. I don't know if this is all gay bars, but this particular gay bar had very loud club music playing after the show was over. So, like... But, like, most of the people cut out within half an hour after the show was over. Um, Another thing worth mentioning is I'm, like, incapable of not making eye contact and smiling at everyone around me. Uh, That seems to be something I can't not do, um, which is an issue in some cities, um, but it was a particularly different new issue, because this is the first time I've been in a gay bar, but I definitely think I was flirting with half the guys in there, because I'd, like, make eye contact and smile and maybe give a little wave, 
And, um, oh, fucking right. I'm like, shit. Crap. But uh, Aislinn definitely caught at least one guy checking me out. And I for sure gave him, like, the smile and nod uh, earlier. Uh, just because that's kind of my default friendly. I'm from the... I'm from the country, and I'm a friendly yokel kind of a uh, mindset I have. But after, uh, after like most people cleared out, it it ended up like even the guests that Sandra had had cleared out. So in this bar, there are a bun- like it's a it's it's a decently busy bar, and so there are a bunch of their patrons, Aislinn. Sandra and me, and that's it from the show. Like, they're set. the sound crew didn't hang out, the, the other guests didn't hang out, and um, we hung out up and for a solid hour, just Aislinn, Sandra Doherty, and I, and just talking, just, you know, as, as friends would do. And it's... It was surreal meeting her the first time and her just being so down to earth and cool. But like I don't so much have felt feel like a peer to her, but I definitely feel like there there's there was mutual there was mutual like friendship between the three of us. And it helped us, you know, interact with her like a peer rather than, like, fanning out on her and just being like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I love you so much. Like, you know, we, t- we talked to her. We talked about her life. She asked us about uh, uh, our lives. Um, it was more Aislinn and Sandra talked extensively. And um, I'm not going to talk too, too much on what they talked about, because I do feel that you will, that uh, Aislinn would like the opportunity to talk about that on her own podcast, Girls on Girls. Um, And, uh, yeah, I think that's all the information I can give at the moment. But, uh, yeah, guys, listen to Girls on Girls within the next few weeks, you might, you may, you'll hear Aislinn's side of the story. There may or may not be an announcement. Um, I cannot confirm or deny anything. Just go listen to Girls on Girls. And so, like, Aislinn and Sandra talked at length about just uh, things that Aislinn had been interested in and Um, like, what, you know, how Sandra found herself to be sex nerd Sandra, and as it turns out, it's more, you just do it. It's just, the thing that I've found time and time again with things like this, like podcasting and, um, things along that, along those lines, uh, being a sex educator uh, the the most common answer it, for the question, how do you do it, is, well, you start. And that's it. Like, 
I don't have a huge audience for Jeff in Motion. Um, a solid 80 people, but whatever. It's slowly, slowly growing. And same story with the popular outcast. We have a solid audience of three to 400 people, which is also slowly growing. Um, but, you know, we just did it. We just started. We looked up how to do a podcast, and we did it. And we're doing it. We are podcasters. We have a network. We have fans. Um, that's, you know, that's it. That's the way it is. And... <laughs> so that was... The, and that seems to be pretty much the same story with being a sex educator because there isn't, like, a sex sex educator degree you go get. Um, there are sex education... Um, related fields that you can study in, but, like, there isn't a certification. There isn't a piece of paper that makes you a sex educator, that makes uh, Sex Nerd Sandra Sex Nerd Sandra. Uh, She's got a uh, broadcasting degree, um, something that many of my friends have. That's just, you know, she just follows her passion and never stops learning. And that's something anyone could do. And, I mean, I've found a passion for uh, sexual knowledge and sexual education. Um, I could easily see myself going down that route when I've got a little more free time. And, um, I like, my wife, Aislinn, she, I mean, any, any uh, sexual exploration slash education I have received has been entirely due to her opening me up to not being an uptight Christian kid about sex. So, I mean, sexual education is a passion of hers as well. One of the reasons we get along so well, and, you know, Sex Nerd Sandra has kind of brought us even closer together. And, um, like, we kind of got all that gushy stuff out of the way in New York, like, oh my God, you're a lifesaver, you know, our relationship's so much stronger because of you. And this time it was more kind of like, you know, hey, what's going on with you? Here's what's going on with us. It's great to see you. This is awesome. Um, I mean, I'm sure the PBR that Ace and I were drinking and the Long Island iced teas that Saxon and Sandra was drinking uh, helped grease the wheels as far as uh, open conversation goes. But whatever. And... If it ha- like, and that's the thing, like, the way we were talking, I could, t- I could feel that had it not been so late, and had Secretary Sandra not had to meet up with, like, other friends, we could have kept talking for quite a while. And, like, and, I mean, it's great just having, because there, there's so many points of reference it's like, you, we, got to, we got to just go sit at a table in a bar with one of our podcasting idols for over an hour. That I mean, I'd pay money to do that, and it would feel awkward because I'd paid money to do it. Like, and I feel that Issa and I could have a very similar uh, repertoire with Dave Ross, simply because, like, I've just, I've maintained communication with him Um, and, like, I goddamn love his new podcast, and, uh, check, fucking check it out, but, like, if we find an opportunity to 
just chat with him, I feel uh, like, I feel as though we, Aislinn and I are to Dave, Ross, and Sandra as John Smith is to the popular outcast. Like, a really cool listener who was very active on Twitter in early on in the podcast and given opportunities to meet in person will grow to be genuine friends. Um, granted, with John Smith, he lived a lot closer and that whole process moved a lot faster. And, like, I consider John Smith one of my best friends. But uh, I just feel like it's a similar trajectory that Asa and I are following with Sex Nerd Sandra and Dave Ross. So that makes me feel happy inside. And uh, that, I mean, we talked about so much. We talked about our lives. Asa and Sandra talked about, you know, becoming sex, sex educators and what it entails. Um, we talked about Volvo puppets. Um, we talked about Matthew for a little while. And uh, Sex Nerd Sandra praised Aislinn Hyper being so open because I'm because Aislinn and I were talking about how I was kind of getting checked out there. And um, Sandra did say that, well, obviously, because I'm cute with all the piercings, and well, I mean, I mean, I mean, Sex Nerd Sandra called me cute, guys. Not gonna brag, but gonna brag a little bit. But uh, talking about how, you know, oh, there were some cute guys there, but there were no Matthews. And um, obviously, that's kind of an inside thing, so we had to enlighten Sandra as to the fact of who Matthew was. And uh, we're just talking about how... And Aislinn's like, yeah, Jeff is kind of into the slightly femi side of androgyny. And on that, like, as Aislinn said that, Sexer Sandra was just like, Man, it is great how open you guys are with each other. And um, I can't, I gotta say, I'm gonna have to agree with the uh, sex nerd on that. That uh, I do, I'm a big fan of Ace and I's relationship. Um, But yeah, and we ran it like a friend of Sandra's came in towards the tail end and we met her and we were introduced as like super fans and cool people. And, um, like, and it was great. It was absolutely great. And I, I, I yearn for an opportunity to hang out like that again. That was very, very cool. And, um, I think that's about it. I think that pretty much sums it up. And then, you know, it was a four-hour drive home in the fucking sleepy, sleepy darkness. So there's that. Ace and I had to come up with tricks to keep each other uh, awake and entertained. You know, you know how long trips are at night. They suck. But they can be fun in a strange way. Um, I might have to cut this episode short 
because uh, that pizza that I talked about earlier isn't going to order itself, and I want to eat as soon as I get it's the, the closest opportunity. So, uh, in the I think right now, I'm going to attempt to pause the podcast and order pizza. Um, hopefully, I can successfully come back after that. We'll see. Um, so, if I am not back... Um, and if I am back, it'll be like no time will have passed for you. Um, if I don't make it back, uh, enjoy your weekend. This has been Jeff in Motion, but I'm, I plan on recording more. So I'm going to unlock my phone with my fancy pants, uh, spy gear, uh, record, uh, thumbprint scanner. All right, pausing now.